the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of the Coptic month, Kiyak. And next Sunday will be the fifth Sunday of Kiyak. It will be Kiyak 30th. This year, Kiyak has five Sundays. But the reading of next Sunday will not be the reading of the fifth Sunday because it is the second day of the Feast of Nativity. So we will read, God willing, the reading of the second day of the Feast of Nativity. This actually overrides the reading of the fifth Sunday of Kiyak. The four Sundays of Kiyak actually are taken from Luke chapter 1. The first Sunday, the Annunciation regarding the birth of John the Baptist. Second Sunday, the Annunciation regarding the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Third Sunday, the visit of St. Mary to Elizabeth to serve her during the last three months of her pregnancy. And today, the birth of John the Baptist. And the birth of John the Baptist, we celebrated six months before the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Always it is around July 7th, because from July 7th to January 7th, six months. That is the birth of John the Baptist. But we read it today because John the Baptist came to prepare the way before the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we call him the forerunner. The forerunner means the one who runs before the king. So John the Baptist came as if he is running before the king of kings, our Lord Jesus Christ, to pave the way for him. The reading of today has two main focus. The first focus on John the Baptist, and the second on the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So let me discuss first what is written about John the Baptist. The first point is about his name. His mother wanted to name him John, and apparently she did not discuss the name with Zachariah, because Zachariah was mute, so they did not have a chance to discuss the name together. But because Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, so she wanted to give him the name of John. Then her relatives told her, no, name him Zachariah like his father, because none from your tribe is called John. And the tradition is to repeat the names in the same tribe. So the mother insisted and said, no, he shall be called John. Then they went to his father and asking him, and his father was mute, so he asked for a tablet and he wrote John. And they were surprised. Why they were surprised? Because there was no agreement between Zachariah and Elizabeth about his, this name. So it is clear that the Holy Spirit inspired both of them to give this child the name John. What is the importance of this? 
John means God is compassionate. Zachariah means God remembers. So if they called him Zachariah, means we are still in the era in which God remembers his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob to deliver his people. But if he gets the name John, means now God moved from just remembering into fulfilling the promise. He fulfilled the promise that he gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to deliver them and to grant them salvation. And why God granted us this salvation? Is it because we are worthy? No. He loved us while we are sinners. It is because of his kindness, because of his compassion, because of his love, the multitudes of his mercies. That's why he saved us. So the name John reflects that God, John means God is compassionate. Because of his compassion, he actually delivered us and saved us. And also, we were in enmity with God before the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. But the Lord Jesus Christ came to reconcile us with God. So now it is a new era in the life of humanity in which the compassion of God was revealed. The compassion of God was manifested. This doesn't mean God was not compassionate before. No. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But the manifestation of his compassion is revealed with the birth of John the Baptist and also with the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. A new era in the life of humanity. Another point why he is named John and not Zechariah, although her relatives told her, there is no one among your relatives who is called by this name. But the point here is, yes, God doesn't want John to be related to his relatives. Why? John is a priest, son of a priest. And he is a priest on the order of Aaron. But John came to end a certain era, a cold covenant. His birth is the beginning of new covenant. So God doesn't want him to be part of the old covenant, to be named after one of the tribe of Levi. God wants him to be related to the new covenant, the covenant of grace, the covenant of love, the covenant of compassion. So, yes, in God's economy, he doesn't want John to be named after any name of Zachariah's relatives. But to have a name, a new name, reflecting a new covenant and a new era in the life of humanity. Another point, Zechariah said to John the Baptist in his prophecy about John the Baptist, he said, a new child 
will be called the prophet of the highest. So John is both a priest after the order of Aaron because he is the son of a priest and when Abuna actually gave incense to the icon of John the Baptist when he looked towards the south and gave incense to the icon of John the Baptist he says hail to the priest the son of the priest the priest son of the priest but he also a prophet so John the Baptist both a prophet and a priest prophet means carrying message from God to the people that's the meaning of a prophet priest carrying message from the people to God so they are actually working opposite each other the priest stand before the altar pray on behalf of his people delivering the prayers of the people and the message of the people to God that's what priest means priest presbyterus intercessor but the prophet delivered message from John from God to the people so John was both prophet and priest prophet because he declared to the people the birth of the Messiah he said this is the Lamb of God who will take away the sins of the whole world he said he who comes after me is mightier than I I am not worthy to lose the, the stoop of his sandals so John the Baptist announced and told the people about the salvation and about the birth of the Messiah he said he who sent me to baptize told me upon whom you see the Holy Spirit lighting on his head like a dove he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit so all these declaration all these messages are messages from God to the people he who told me God who told him he who sent me to baptize told me so this message from God to John the Baptist to reveal it to us that the one upon whom he sees the Holy Spirit alighting like a dove he is the one who baptized with the Holy Spirit so that is his work as a prophet delivering message from God to the people then what about his priesthood a new child will be called the prophet of the highest for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins John the Baptist came to baptize baptism for the remission of sins baptism of repentance so it is like a sacrament of confession that we practice it right now in which people came as we read in Matthew chapter 3 came to John the Baptist confessing their sins then being baptized it is a symbol like how the water wash our body from any dirt in the same way it is a simple how through confession and repentance our sins will be forgiven so all the people who were baptized by John the Baptist they took promise promise that their sins will be forgiven but this promise 
was fulfilled when on the day of the crucifixion when the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified but I want you to notice he said to give knowledge of salvation to his people to the people of God by the remission of their sins the knowledge of salvation are two different type of knowledge there is intellectual knowledge of salvation so I can give lecture about salvation and what the word salvation means and how can we obtain salvation but this is the intellectual knowledge but here Zachariah was not speaking about the intellectual knowledge of salvation you can read a book about salvation and you can give a lecture about salvation but never experience salvation in your life that's why he said to give knowledge of salvation to his people, to God's people by the remission of their sins by the remission of their sins it is experiential knowledge of salvation not just intellectual when the people receive the forgiveness and the remission of their sins then they experience what salvation is not just the knowledge of salvation in their mind and that is what actually we should pursue many of us pursue intellectual knowledge either intellectual knowledge about God intellectual knowledge about the Bible intellectual knowledge about salvation intellectual knowledge in theology etc all this is wonderful but if you don't use this intellectual knowledge to an experience to be a lived experience what do you benefit? nothing actually the scribes and the Pharisees they had knowledge they had knowledge about the Messiah do you remember when the wise men came to the palace of Herod and they asked where the Messiah is born they were able like this to tell Herod in Bethlehem of Judea and they were able to quote the prophecy in Micah you Bethlehem will not be considered the least among the cities of Judah for out of you the savior of the world will be born they were able to quote they had the intellectual knowledge but they did not benefit from the intellectual knowledge they resisted the Lord Jesus Christ did not believe in him so pursuing the intellectual knowledge is beneficial but if you stopped at the intellectual knowledge and you didn't turn it into a lived experience it will not benefit you rather it will be witness against you in the last day the Lord Jesus Christ in the Gospel of John said to the people, to the scribe and the Pharisees the word of Moses will be witness against you because Moses testified about the Lord Jesus Christ but they did not believe Moses that's why he told them go and search the scripture you will find in it the word of life so the word of life is in the scripture but they just 
stopped at the intellectual knowledge. So here he said to give knowledge of salvation to his people, not by lectures, not by giving them books to read, but to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. He told them, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. He rebuked them like he rebuked King Herod. And he told him, it is not lawful for you to take your brother's wife to be your wife. And he guided the people how to live the life of repentance. We read in the Gospel of St. Luke, when John the Baptist started his ministry, people came to him and asked him, what should we do? And he told them, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. The multitude told him, okay, tell us something practical. What should we do? How we bear fruits befitting repentance? So he answered, Luke chapter 3, verse 11. He who has two tunics, let him give to him who has none. And he who has food, let him do likewise. Tax collectors came and asked him, what shall we do? He told them, collect no more than what is appointed for you. Soldiers came asking him, what should we do? He told them, don't abuse your power. Don't intimidate anyone or accuse falsely and be content with your wages. So here we can see how John the Baptist actually taught the people the knowledge of salvation through repentance, through the remission of sins. This is the experiential knowledge of salvation, not the intellectual knowledge of salvation. We as clergy, we as parents, we as Sunday school servants, we have responsibility. When we speak to the people about salvation, whether they are our students or children or our parishes, we need to do like John the Baptist, to give them the knowledge of salvation by remission of sins, by preaching repentance in practical terms. So people actually, our children, know exactly what they need to do in order for their sins to be forgiven. Yes, the Lord forgave all sins for all people in all ages upon the cross. And this forgiveness is available to each one of us. But for whom? To those who repent, they will receive this forgiveness. So that is how John the Baptist preached the knowledge of salvation in a practical way, not just an intellectual way. While we are celebrating today and commemorating the birth of John the Baptist as a forerunner, as the one who came to prepare the way before the Lord, let us take his message to our heart, especially today is the beginning of the new year. Let us follow his message, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Bear fruit 
befitting repentance. Don't say, we are children of Abraham. As the Lord said, if you are the children of Abraham, do the works of Abraham. If you are Christian, walk as Christ walked. If you are Christian, speak and conduct yourself as Christ did. That is how we will actually experience salvation in our life. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.